We'd like to thank our sponsor, SLC Guitar, for another sweet guitar riff. Welcome to another episode of Build with Breen Homes, where we talk all things construction, business management, and just have a good old time behind the microphone. All right, man. We're on part two. Like that, we, we got into it on the last conversation. So welcome to part two, sir. Let's pick back up. Remind me where you where you were born. Um, I was born in Illinois. And how long were you there for? You were you were an army like brat, right? You jumped months. all over the place. Yeah. Where did you spend most of your time in like your young adolescent growing up years? Yeah, four years in every location. Four so. years was like the time in each location. Yeah. Yeah. At four years, were you like itching to get out? Were you like, man, I just made friends, mom? You know, <laughs> not so much until um going like junior high mm -hmm. junior high was when i was really like damn it like i don't i don't want to leave i yeah. don't want to leave because at that age you're you, know, you got a pretty net group of friends totally. and then you're okay we're going we're all going to this high school and this is going to be great because we're all going to play totally. sports together yeah. you know all that stuff and then whoop, Time to go. Yeah. This is where we're going to go. And you're like, wait, what? Did you spend, so did you spend like a full junior high career in one city or state and then a full high school career in one city and state? I did, yeah. Okay. So at least like in high school, you're able to like, because I know you were big in football. You got into football, played mm -hmm. up with the same team mm -hmm. at yep. the same school through your high school career, so to speak. Yeah. That's good. By, by luck, really. Yeah. Um, so I did. Elementary school, sorry, did a year elementary and then junior high here mm -hmm. in Utah, and then did uh, regular high school in Ohio. Okay. And football just kind of actually got suckered into it, really. My yeah. mom suckered really? into it. Yeah. You were born and bred for football. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe someone suckered you into she it. 100% <laughs> suckered me into it. I distinctly remember sitting at home sulking. Were you like gaming or like gang banging? No. Like what was your thing no. before football? Um, baseball, soccer. Okay. and Interesting. You're I, not built for soccer, bro. No, no. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that, but you're not built for soccer. <sighs> yeah. After a couple of years of running down folks and being like, damn, dude, you just took the ball <laughs> from me, man. Like. Hold on a second. The <laughs> side story. Did you know? I mean, we're we're getting off because I want to come back. I want to hear more on that. Yeah. But you know, our our boy from Simpson Strong Tie, yeah, big boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know what he grew up playing? No. What would you think? Football. Born bred football, right? I yeah, mean, the dude's sure. what six three, six four, it's big man, four hundred and twenty pounds, yeah. and it's not it's fat. A he's man. a big boy, yeah, and he's yeah. solid. Yep. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's a, he wouldn't uh, hurt a fly. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he's a huge teddy bear. He grew, he grew up playing soccer. And I'm like, no, bro. Someone did not guide you down the right direction. You are a freaking offensive lineman. Like, you shouldn't have done anything else. Oh, there's, there's something to be said for it, though. No. I, I'm telling you, like, I, I think I played football fairly well because of what I learned in soccer. Yeah, okay. And maybe not so much baseball, yeah. per se, but definitely soccer. Like okay. footwork, you know, all that yeah. good stuff. But, yeah, definitely just soccer, baseball. Uh, yeah. I think a, a track, did yeah. track quite a bit. But there's there's something, I can't tell you how many cats were like, yeah, never played football until 
got too big on the field yeah. on the soccer field or interesting and just like yeah yeah we're gonna let's try a different sport let's just see how you do in it see soccer to me it's i always struggle. i was a i was a contact sport well I, I hate to say that i run track played baseball and played football yeah uh, and uh had like a good career in each i had a love for each of those sports you know a passion for each from total separately you know but just had a passion for all of them um, I don't think I'd put one over the other. Like I had amazing life experiences in both, mm-hmm. but uh, I struggle to this day with any sport that's like try to get the ball for me but don't touch me. Oh yeah, <laughs> like soccer, basketball, not my game. I don't know. It's like soccer. when somebody's in my face doing this yeah, with yeah. the basketball and I'm trying yeah. to like get around them, I just yep. I can't. I, I want to. Take him out, go dude. Through like, you. yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go through you. We're trying to get over you. here. I'm just gonna go I'm through gonna you. I'm gonna take that shit around. from you. No, you know, I, I, told, I never got into basketball. I was that was yeah. my I, okay. You're in front of my face, and I'm just yeah. gonna go through you, man. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't deal with that's why. And I guess to your point, like soccer is a lot of footwork. Lot you know, I mean, for me, track was the speed and sprinting and the power yeah. to get off the line, and that was huge for football. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's. <laughs> Soccer can get pretty aggressive too. Yeah. Like just depends on what when you flop or what. Yeah, don't get me started on flops, man. Don't get me started on flops because then you're just like, really? I barely touched you, man. You're screaming like I just when you can when you aggressively flop, soccer can get aggressive. Yeah, I'm like, come on, come on. But you could. So did you play soccer up through high school, or did you quit at a certain level of football? No, I I got too big. Okay, and still kept my speed which was awesome yeah but i just got too big because i was <laughs> i was moving a little faster than everybody else uh-huh. but i had well i was almost double the weight as other cats yeah so if i'm like charging yeah, i'm taking the ball people over i'm taking a, I'm taking a leg <laughs> and <laughs> right else right. i can so i uh i got i was home sulking yeah that's right because we had just moved then. And my mom calls me and she's like, hey, I'm going to go to lunch. You want to go with me? I was like, fine. I guess I'll go to lunch. How old are you? Uh, How old was I? This was. This was freshman year uh, high school. So in Ohio, ninth grade. Okay. Ninth grade. So I'm, I'm like, fine, let's go. I'll just go to lunch and just get out of the house because I'm upset that we had to leave. I miss my friends, this yeah. and that. So mom picks me up. She says, are you feeling good today? I'm like, yeah. She goes, why don't you make sure you get some, like, sweats and stuff on because, you know, it's kind of – it's. I, I want to make sure that you are out doing something. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to lunch. What are you talking about? <laughs> so <laughs> – She dropped her ass off, didn't she? <laughs> dropped my ass off. <laughs> She took me to the uh, high love school. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> love her. Took me to the high school. I I remember going like, "Why are we going to high school?" I'm like, "I guess we gotta fill out some paperwork or something." <sighs> Just want to go back home. Yeah. Pull right up to the football door. Comes yeah. here comes Coach Banks. Coach Banks. <laughs> Mr. Hicks. And I look at my mom. She looks at me like, "You can answer." That's you, <laughs> yeah, <it's> you boy. <laughs> So he's like, opens the door. He goes, "Want you come on out?" I was like, "Okay." So I get out the car and I'm looking at my mom like, "What's what's going on?" She goes, "Okay, I'll see you in a couple hours." Cool. <laughs> takes off. Cool. Coach grabs me, takes me inside. I'm sitting there with the whole freshman team. None of them 
none of them I knew. Yeah. He's like, all right, we're going to start conditioning. I was like, what in the hell is going on right now? <laughs> so didn't bad an eye, didn't question anything, started getting to know the cats, and uh, mom came back and got me <laughs> yeah. a couple hours later. She was like, uh, so did you have fun? I was like, no. What What was that? <laughs> what was like, that, mom? You've been sitting in that house for three weeks, and yeah, I'm on, tired man. of it. I'm tired of hearing you complaining about it, so this is what you're going to do. Yeah. It's like, ah. Uh, and, you know, my mom, you don't you don't be like, well, no, I'm not. It's more like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. We're going to make that happen. Totally. So the rest is history. Like, I it love was, it. It was crazy. I, I don't think I've ever – I've told a few people that, but I don't think anybody on that team, on that the cats that I still chat with, I don't yeah. think they. Do you still keep in touch that. with guys from that? Try I mean, to. I guess it's high school boys, so you probably yeah. fall back to that. I still yeah. keep in touch with a lot of my high school boys. Try to. So try to. Yeah. I mean, social media makes it a lot easier nowadays, yeah, absolutely. right? Absolutely. It's uh, isn't it amazing? Um, you know, we're probably getting really, we're fairly, fairly close to a wrap up time here. Yeah. But isn't it amazing? I, I don't want to say like kids nowadays don't understand how to work hard mm. you know but isn't it amazing when you go back to those experiences that we had in the the late 90s or i guess yeah i guess it would kind of be mid to late 90s for both of us mm-hmm. um that put us in those positions at 14 15 years old you know even a little earlier that we were forced to commit to something long term multiple years yeah. work hard to become and achieve yeah have it show some level of success, you know, whether it's just wins and a trophy, right. friendships that last a lifetime, move on to a career like it did for you. Yeah. Um, but isn't it amazing? Like nowadays you roll that into your life and go, okay, now we're talking 25 ish years down the road. Uh, and I still have a lot of that ingrained in me, Yeah, you sure. know, versus a lot of this world nowadays, and I'm not bagging on it, but a lot of the world is like, how do I get in, uh, get what I want and get out? How do I make money quick? What's the yeah. fastest way to make me seven, eight figures and get the heck out of there? Yeah. You know, work for a year or two or three or four and retire. How do I build a tech company, make an app and sell it? Yeah. How do I become an influencer and put money in my pocket immediately? Immediate gratification. I mean, that is social media, immediate gratification. Totally is, yeah. And I, I often fall back to like, I mean, a lot of the basic principles in my life were taught from high school football. Yeah. You know, and yeah, mm-hmm. am I am I stuck on high school football? Nah, it's twenty five years. Well, ago. it's the work ethic, you know? period. But yeah, like yeah. I look back to what our coach taught us, and man, mm-hmm. those were life lessons mm-hmm. that I just organized sports have kind of gone <laughs> away in a lot of ways. It's a little scary, you know. Like you take organized sports; they're not near as big as they were for me and you when we grew up. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of clubs out there nowadays. There's mm-hmm. A lot of kids commit to like one sport, like they take soccer. Like I look at kids nowadays in soccer and at 13 years old, they're traveling the world. It is Mm -hmm. a year round sport. It's Mm -hmm. all they do, but they play on five different clubs, a high school team. You know, like if they're not committed to it, the coach doesn't want them on it. Like like 12, 13 years old, you know, like it's just a different world. Don't get me started on club sports. Like I don't, it is something that is so foreign to me. Mm -hmm that I, it's one of those things that even with my children, I'm like, I I need you to really think about this. If they're, if you want to play a club sport, understand that you are 8, 9, 10 years old and you are committed to this for a year. Mm-hmm. I will make sure that you have at least a year into this. No yeah. matter if you make the A team, B team, C team, whatever it is, you, you're doing this for a year. Yeah. Where with us, I, I don't remember there ever being a club team. 
if there was yeah then, i mean i'm sure there was i just didn't really know about them you no know? i enjoyed having different teammates every year mm -hmm. and and you still had your little knit group right but some people you know went to play a different sport or totally. they moved or whatever but i enjoyed learning from coaches mm -hmm. and understanding like this is the team the team has to figure out how to work as a unit totally and as the unit moves to the goal then you celebrate as the unit yeah yeah not totally individually but as a unit and I, I i i'm sure you get the same thing in club sports however the dollar amounts that you're paying for that and if your kids don't make a b c team like those are the things that yeah. i'm still i'm not saying it's bad I'm not no, saying it's no. bad it's 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 a different I'm, world, right? Uh, yeah, it's I'm hard to understand. To figure, is it is it a money making machine, or is it okay? We're teaching mm -hmm. the this youth an actual skill set. Yeah, type of deal. Is, yeah, is where I'm really foggy on it. Yeah. Well, you know not I mean? only that, I look at you know the well roundedness that you said of baseball, soccer, and football. What they taught you, track and field. What they taught you. Right. They're so individual. I mean, I, oh, one yeah. of the things I loved about track and field is it was me. Yep. I'd line up at those blocks for my sprint, and if I if I didn't perform, it was my fault. I couldn't blame yeah. it. Couldn't blame a quarterback for not throwing me the ball to the right, you know, when I was open, so All to day. speak. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't blame my my lead blocker for not hitting his block and me getting tackled. Like yeah. it was me, and it, in a lot of ways, that that hit my nerves way more than like mm -hmm. a team sport. Mm -hmm. But the team sport, I had the success of like celebrating with the team. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like, man, I, can, I I get the chills on either or. I can't say one was wrong or the other. <laughs> yep. You know, so I, I do appreciate the fundamental life skills I learned from each different sport. And right. I can't imagine committing to just one. Yeah. But yeah. I also understand why you have to commit to just one nowadays to become the top of the top, the best of the best of that that sport, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I look at my, my football career ended – at high at a high school level uh after our fin our final game i had plenty of opportunity to go play in college i had multiple colleges reach out to me and i remember having a discussion my parents were never probably similar to your mom in a lot of ways like my parents did not push me to excel in like you should go and play college you're going to go to the nfl mm. it was kind of like hey do what you want so to speak right my parents were big on all the alternative activities mm -hmm. so like i nowadays I look back i'm like if we had the mountain biking clubs, the ski clubs yeah. that schools have nowadays, yeah. I probably would have been heavy in those routes and probably would have left, let go of traditional sports. Yeah. Cause that's what my parents were into. So when they were into that, as I kind of got into the college level discussion, uh, they said, you know, it's, do you really think you're going to go pro? And for me, it was like reality. I mean, in high school, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm a top player. Yep. I'm a starter, yep. you know, but did I really think I had the skill to go pro? No, yeah. you know, I didn't have the, on paper, I didn't have the size and the speed. Mm -hmm. So they said, then why go spend four years in college playing? Because mm -hmm. you're playing. You're playing a game. Mm -hmm. You're still a child, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and take the chance of ruining your knees, your back, so that you can't mountain bike, run, ski, you know, whatever it is the rest of your life. Good point. And it was kind of defining to me. So I, yeah. at, at that, at the high school level, I, quote unquote, ended my career of track and field, baseball and football. Yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, like I, I think back to like the last time I put on those jerseys, so to speak, mm -hmm. and I... I miss it, but I also talked to a lot of friends that tried to exhaust and go into college sports, but never really made it. And they didn't, they didn't have the same starting position that they had in high school. And so suddenly they, they look back and they're like high school was way more fun. 
yeah. in college, yeah. you know, because they weren't a top position. They never went on to pro. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of, their career didn't just end. They fizzled off of like, eh, it right. wasn't as cool as high school, so to speak. So I don't know. I, I mean, sometimes I feel like I ended my career in the right spot with those. But I go back to, you know, bringing it back to work. Like the principles that I learned from coaches, from teammates, from wins and losses, you know, injuries and successes. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I don't believe in nowadays society that the way we upbring our kids in club sports mm -hmm. and, you know, homeschool and, you know, what do they call it? Uh, home learning nowadays yeah. that they do instead of yeah. skipping school because of a snow day, they just do another day of home learning, which <laughs> right. is like 50% of the days here in Utah yeah, lately. Yeah, for sure. Man, it's, we are teaching our kids for just short-term success, quick gratification. See, and that's the, that's the part that I'm, I'm really, really nervous about. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself. Like I feel, I feel that, you know, the older generations, they were in a career for X amount of time, you know, they retired there. There mm -hmm. was pensions. Like now we don't have that. Yeah. We, yeah. There, there's very few, you got 401ks, stuff like that, totally. but you don't have that, that safety net. So a lot of people are like you were saying, they'll stick in a career for X amount of time and then they'll move on to the next and move on to the next. Yeah. I think the scenario that most people don't really look at with that is some you know, 20 years ago, people didn't have access like they have access. Totally. Now. Yeah, totally. So, okay, now there's how many apps that have opportunities on there that might be a little better fit for what you're looking for personally totally. and how many different headhunters out there are on these apps and heard about you through X, Y, and Z people that you know that are referred to you and then they're calling you about positions and yeah. stuff because the, I don't know if you want to call it poaching, but just yeah, but back then, I was going to relate it back to that. Exactly. Yeah. Back then, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there was probably, there were headhunters, obviously, but they were more like C-suite level cats. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're looking for like CEOs and CFOs and all that stuff. Now it's like any Doesn't level matter. you want to be, yeah. there, there's a headhunter for that. Totally. Period. Yeah, so, totally. I think there's a lot to be said for just technology and mm -hmm. just the progress of employees and employers and where they're at in their culture yeah and stuff so i well, i don't i don't want to be i don't want to sound like either of us are like cutting on the way current society oh, and, for and, sure for you sure. know younger generations are coming up yeah. i actually think it's ingenious and i love to see the growth in technology mm -hmm. and the opportunity that it provides and fast track so yep. to speak like mm -hmm. hey here nor there mm -hmm. if i could make 10 million dollars in the next year because i did some technology savvy app or yep. you know produced something that made that money rock on yep. but i think I think there is some wisdom in age and maturity. For sure. And I can tell you that, so what if I handed you $10 million today? Mm -hmm. What does that change for tomorrow for you? If yeah. suddenly you're just like, yeah, now I can just yep. stay at home. Absolutely. Cool, but there's problems that come along with staying at home. Yep. Now I can go skiing every day. Mm -hmm. There's also problems that come along with skiing every day. Yeah. You know, okay, now I can go fishing every day. Like, whatever that is, mm -hmm. I can focus on my hobbies and my habits. You know, whatever, like, whatever that comes down to, mm -hmm. there's some cons behind it. Totally. Is. Everything. You know, and so, like, I do, I mean, we always hear my Aurora goes back to, like, this balance in life. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's one thing that I think is really important and that we're quickly losing in life is, and even Jake brought this up when he was on our podcast a few months ago, you know, once you hit that level, that achievement of goal in your mind that like, when I get here, then I'm good. Yeah. What does that mean? All that means is you're faced with a midlife crisis earlier in life. (laughs) And then you're going, now what the hell do I do? Yeah. And I, I think that's something that we're lacking in society when it used to be you retire at you know, 60, right? Mm-hmm. That's when a lot of our parents kind of said like, okay, we're getting close to retirement. We're we done. Right. Here and we then go. it was like, okay, well now maybe we can start retiring at 50. And then it quickly went 40, mid thirties. <laughs> it wasn't gradual. I mean, I dramatic, I know people in their mid to late thirties that done made enough retired because they did something smart in their late twenties. Yeah. You yep. know, it's maybe really uncommon to do something in your early twenties and retire in your early thirties, late twenties. But let's say we see more and more and more prevalent people retiring in their late 30s nowadays, mid to late 30s. Okay, cool. You just hit midlife crisis, punched you in the face at 36 years old. Now, what do you do? And you may take off for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and have some fun. But at some point in time, you've kind of lost it. And, and I think it, I think this just one, I, we went off on this tangent, but <laughs> it's all good. I, I do think there's a point to where I come back saying, you know, is that fabricated from, you know, what we brought up? I don't want to say club sports, but is it fabricated from not learning early on, you know, the commitment to long-term, a long-term group, a long-term team, mm-hmm. you know, establishing those life lessons that teach you that pros and cons of failures and commitments and long-term success, right? you know, that lead to a healthy and balanced, well-lived life mm-hmm. because life to, for us does not end it. Hopefully, it doesn't end at 35, 40, 45, right. 50, 55, 60. I mean, all of us want to say, okay, when does life end? Right. Somewhere in our mid-70s to early 90s. I truly hope I don't live to 90. <laughs> you know? you be Maybe I'll be saying I'm that done. different when I have grandkids, but I don't want right. to live to that point where I have to rely on stuff. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's something to be said, and maybe that's a somewhat of a, a place to start to wrap this up on is I just – I think there's – I think there's something that people need to think deep about when they're being poached by other employees for sure to say what is my what is the rest of my life right right so what if they pay you mm-hmm. 150 instead of 100 yep 250 instead of 150 like so mm-hmm. freaking does that put you to yeah retirement well does that give you more in your life like that you can't use because you're Locked up in a jail for a jail cell from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Like, exactly. you really got to pay attention to what is greener. Told, and it's not just the green money you put in your pocket. The big picture. Right. The big picture. Not just the immediate, like, oh, I'm going to be making an extra $50,000. Yeah. This is going to be great. But the big picture of, okay, that $50,000, I have a plan with the current career that I'm in right now. Totally. Yeah. To do X, Y, and Z in the next 10 years. Is that $50,000 going to help mm-hmm. or is it just going to be extra money well it's just going to be extra money but the current career path i'm in right now i'm learning an awful lot yeah so in that 10 years maybe i'll have my own company where i i'll take what i've learned in the last 10 yeah and apply it to my own company and then that fifty thousand dollars is really worth it compared to my 10-year plan where whew, uh, i'm looking at a possible extra two hundred and fifty thousand dollars right. So, mm, nah, it's really not worth it. It's yeah. really not worth it. Thank you, but it's really not worth it. However, somebody comes, approaches you and says, all right, 
I'll give you an extra ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. However, you're going to be working. You're going to have more responsibility, but that skill set that you want will shrink that time down from ten years to five years. Right. Is that really worth? Is that right. juice worth the squeeze then? Yeah. So instead of looking at the okay the next year or the right. next day or I'm going to be extra making that extra fifty grand, it's going to be great. I'll be right. able to buy that car that I want. Look at the big picture. Yeah. Look at the big path. Of yeah, the, the company suddenly has something to educate you and provide you steps in life to get you further, not just financially. And it's, totally. I, I mean, take it back to like, okay, your dream vacation is Bora Bora. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost you $30,000 to go. Yep. Great. I send you there tomorrow. What happens two weeks from now when you get home? Yep. Now what's your dream? Mm-hmm. Is it to go live in Bora Bora? Is it, eh, that wasn't as cool as I thought, but I want to go to Tahiti. Yep. You know what I mean? Take for, I, I said a couple episodes ago, I guess it was just this, maybe it was this last episode. Uh, you know, I said I took a dream vacation of going heli skiing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was, man. And it was every bit of a dream come true, man. Like I, those were, those, some of those experiences and times were ingrained in my, in my mind for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily like I, I don't I'm not coming back going like okay well, what's next now I got to do that every yeah. single year yeah like you got to be able to step back and just say hey I appreciate those things when they come in my life and I yeah. took experiences out of them that I can now share and, and share the wealth to other people mm-hmm. you know but you can't stop at those levels and I think that's where our society struggles from poaching is we say we will give you that immediate gratification yeah. Because that's what society is addicted to. Exactly. I want to immediately look at social media and see that people, what I post, people liked it. People yeah. commented on it. Yeah. I want to hit, you know, refresh and see new pictures immediately. And that's mm-hmm. where social media was able to, to grab a hold of all of us. Mm-hmm. And that's where poachers can come in and say, if I pay you X amount more per hour or yeah. per year yeah. and you great, I'm in. I'm in. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Because now I can immediately go buy a nicer mill you know, a nicer house, a nicer vehicle, totally. nicer clothes, a better vacation, yep. whatever it is. But yep. you don't look at the big picture and you go, now nah, I'm just a slave here. And that right. sucks, you know, so. And I, I, that's a very, that's an interesting topic for me. Cause I, I you know, just well as I do. And a lot of people that know me mm-hmm. know that I've been involved with a lot of different companies. Yeah. Uh, as that I would say the steady is some of the associations that, that, we are both involved in mm-hmm. like that's when I was in a different position. This is what you got yeah. from me. So we need to make this happen one way or another. But there was always a plan yeah. for me. Like it wasn't always, I've taken huge pay cuts, huge pay cuts, but there was always a plan. I, mm-hmm. I knew like, okay, if I, if I leave this position and go to here, what in this position is going to help me grow? Yeah. How am I going to grow in my career path every single time? So I would have to say every job that I have taken has always led to opportunities in other career fields. Totally. Which, and you're going to have to chime in on this one way or another, I guess, or other employees that I've had, or employees, um, employers. employers that I've had. Like when I come onto the team, I, I bring a totally different level and mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't say if it's good or bad, right? but I can say I'll bring that level of a, like a, a lack of better words, like a, Oh shit mm-hmm. level. Like didn't know that this is what I was going to get here Yeah, on the good side, not the bad side, but on the good side. Mm-hmm. 
to the point to where people where I have internally taken it to the okay, I gotta I gotta bring it down a level. Yeah. Because I'm either intimidating other folks or I am, you know, sticking myself out there too far of what I can do, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite getting paid at that level. So maybe yeah. I need to slow it down or I'm making other people look bad. So I think that there's there's something to be said for this uh, this book that I listened to called Relentless. Mm-hmm. It's a great book. Uh, you read that? Mm-hmm. Dude, Tim like, Grover. Like, yes, that level of, which I think that's in both of us. <laughs> totally. You get to the point to where, okay, here's the goal. You hit that goal and, you know, there's a lot of internal celebration mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, we're good. You know, and if there's a team environment, it's like, all right, we're all celebrating this. Okay. What's next? Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Cool. Like, Let's I, move on. I did it. We're great. All right. This is good. Yeah, cool. Okay. Next day. I did it. All right. Now what? What's the next one? What's yeah. the next one? And I, I see that in you quite a bit. Yeah. And I see it in myself now that I'm conscious of it, mm-hmm. that they're like people, people look at that mindset as intimidating sometimes. Yeah. Oh, totally. They, they look at it like, well, shit, this person's never happy mm-hmm. with anything whatsoever. And it's, it's not that we're not happy. It's okay. We've hit that goal. Yeah. So what is the next goal? Totally. There's never that even kill. That, okay, yeah. whew, I'm done. Now Enjoy the moment, but move on. Right. Yeah. Right. It's you're you're, and we don't need to drag a ton of this yeah. out, but I yeah, think we, we should could probably. we could pull this into a, the, the second episode, which we may already be in. Okay. But you you're a visionary, and what's unique about you and I being similar in a visionary world is we're also not afraid of the work. Right, And I think that's very unique. Yeah. So you take a position where a company hires you. This is why I can't hold a job. I can't hold a job. That's I why it. I have to work for myself. Yeah. And I think you've found a current position you're in that allows you to not be in a job. Mm. It allows you to feel like you're kind of part of the big team. They've created the right culture 100%. to say you kind of have your wings, little bird, you fly away. 100%. Is they've, and this is what I try to do with my employees, which is why I go back to this whole poaching thing of exactly. going, am I really... Should I be concerned about my employees being poached over a few dollars more an hour? Mm-hmm. I look at the visionary concept and I say, they may hire you to do a job and they want to put you in a box. Whatever positions you've held in the past, right. the ones that I know you've been in, they say, okay, we're hiring you to do X, Y, and Z. And then you come in and you go, okay, but what their attraction is to you is they believe you can do what they expect you to do, the tools in that box, mm-hmm. but also bring something additional, a visionary to the team. Right. And you're willing to figure out how to get there through the work and create the process to do it. Meaning you're willing to go home and do it at night. You're willing to do it on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you have a passion for it. Because you love it. Because you want to see growth. You want to see success. You want to not only hit that goal, but then move on to the next goal. Right. So any employer is going to look at you as an employee and go, well, hell yeah. I mean, this guy could be a partner. Mm -hmm. This guy could be an upper level management mm-hmm. position for me. This could, this guy could help me grow my company. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously an employer is going to look at you and say, rock on. I think the problem that you find is you get into those positions where they, they want you to say, okay, here's your job. This is your yeah. box. We're okay with you going outside of it. Yeah. And then you outpace the company. Oh. Right. Or yeah. your vision is too big for the company. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that you've taken this like, i.e. poaching grass is greener on the other side and jumped around different positions. Right. You've taken the position that I've said, you know, sitting down with Sam, 
I hope that you outgrow my company. Exactly. And you've said, I've found something that fits me and allows me to grow better. Yep. And sorry, I've outpaced your company. Right. Which is totally normal for visionary individuals that are willing to work. For sure. Which is what I come back to. I'm a little bit worried about current society. Yeah. Right. So I look at, I was leaving here on Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Snowstorm day. Came into the office. Lights were all off. Mm -hmm. You know, it was hard for people to get to work. I texted a lot of my employees and said, hey, it's kind of a crappy day. Work from home if you need to. Um, so came in here, turned the lights on, found myself working pretty much alone all day. I went to leave here at like, I think it was like 5.30 p.m. that night. And I was rolling out of the parking lot. And I remember just taking a quick glance, you know, looking at traffic coming one way or another. Noticed the mountains and how pretty they were with the new snow. Mm -hmm. The sun had peeked through a little bit and was hitting the mountaintops. And it was just like a quick moment of breath of fresh air of just like, Am I an idiot for coming here today? <laughs> like I, I literally in my own head said, oh. no one else, not no one. A lot of people didn't go to work today because mm -hmm. of school being out, snow being an issue. We kind of had mayhem hit Salt Lake City, Utah with the snow. Mm -hmm. And it was getting ready to snow again. And I thought, man, I went to the gym this morning. I took my regular routine and came into work at my regular time. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving around mm -hmm. my regular time. I'm going to go home and do dinner with the family and go back to the gym tonight because I'm doing my two days for getting trained for this race and cardio and all that. Yeah. And it's supposed to snow and that's not going to stop me. I drive a truck. I got four wheel drive. I'll be totally fine. Yeah. And my thought was, am I doing this because I have to or because I want to? Yeah. yeah. And immediately when I want to, like I, I know I actually enjoy doing what I'm doing right now, like pulling out of here and seeing that beautiful view and having a quick breath of fresh air and realizing that I'm here because I want to be right. and because I've built this life around what I have, it doesn't matter how many zeros I have in the bank account. Totally. Yep. I'm here because I want to be. And I think yep. that's my point coming back to this whole picture, you know, that I'm trying to correlate around is the visionaries like you and I, it doesn't matter if we finally get that lifelong dream of heli skiing mm -hmm. or that lifelong goal of traveling to Bora Bora, mm -hmm. or we make that first million or that second million or that first 10 million, whatever it is. I think we're going to find the next goal that we have to chase right. and go, we don't, i.e. retire right. at 40 years old. We don't retire at 45. And if we do hit a point of like, well, we thought life was successful when we hit 1 million, 10 million, you know, 15 million, whatever it is. And now I can let down right. this moment of relaxation. Right. doesn't matter. I know damn well when I finished my triathlon last December. To me, it was a goal to do a half Ironman before I turned 40. Yep. December 4th, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. What happened the day I finished? It was What's great. Next? I feel good. I signed up for another one. How <laughs> stupid was that? What's next? You know, so yeah, like I finished it. Yeah. I celebrated. I, I went to a nice dinner. I had a, I, I was, man, I had moments of tears. Mm -hmm. I felt this huge relief. Mm -hmm. I took that month off to a degree. I mean, I still was going to the gym and doing yeah. my thing, but took that month off of the two-a-days. And I was right back into like, nah, man, it made me feel good oh. in shape. Oh. You want that feeling again. Yeah. You want you that know? again. It's so like, what's next? The problem, a midlife crisis is when you get to that level of achievement and you go, I don't oh, know what next is. Yeah. What? And all yeah. this shit behind me actually didn't give me the gratification I thought it would. Yep. Yep. You know, that is the definition of a midlife crisis. So I, I think that the scare, when that, when that smacks you in the face of going, I got there and I, it didn't, I'm now here and it didn't bring me the gratification I thought it was. So I'm lost moving forward. Mm -hmm. People have associated midlife crisis, well, well, now I go buy a sports car, or I go on vacation, or I quit my job, or I mm -hmm. move, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's because those people are looking for 
the gratification of what's next. Absolutely. You know, and so I think employees have just got to consider in the, the poaching world of what is that big picture? Big picture. You know? And to you and I, the visionaries that, you know, try to get shoved into a box, not only do we have a vision, we're willing to work ourselves, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. We'll mm -hmm. work to the bone. Mm -hmm. We don't do well being managed by employees, employers. Employers, yeah. You know, gotcha. so it's I, I totally get it for your end. And I think you're in a good position right now where you're not managed by an employer. They've opened your box and allowed, even though they put you in a box saying this is what we expect you to do, mm -hmm. but we're also okay with you doing all this. Yeah. I, I think it's there for you. Now you're just trying to correlate, okay, how does that monetize for me? But guess yep. what? As a business owner, I do the same damn thing. <laughs> so I, I think if I'm giving you a word of exactly. advice, it don't matter. Yeah, You're going to do the same thing, whether you're going to say, I have to do this. I have This is my job within my company, mm -hmm. but I want to do this. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to do it. it. It's exactly the opportunity you're in. Absolutely. You know, And I think it fits really well for your personality. So, And I do love it. I do love it. Yeah. But man, we are like, we're long. Okay, we are, long but today. it was good to hear a little bit about Brandon today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. We're going to get a little bit more of that. And we might even film one of these episodes here. Yeah, we got to figure that out. In the near future. Man. We got to figure that out. We will. <sighs> All right, Let's call it quits. Let's do it. All right. We'll later. talk to you later, man.